1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning on this Thursday.
3: What up? Bill Ryder with you. I'm not saying happy whatever Tom calls Thursdays. He can do that himself later in the show. Phone number is 855-212-4CBS. Give us a call. A lot of things to unpack. But let's celebrate somebody for showing some maturity and some leadership and some excellence in that mix of high expectations. And let's be fair. By their standards, mediocre play we've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs. Sometimes Patrick Mahomes will show us his greatness on the field. I'm not sure we've seen it this year at the level we've come to expect, but sometimes if you pay attention between each of those NFL Sundays, you'll get flashes of the things that make someone like Mahomes so good at what he does. Mahomes showcasing some leadership in a way that seems easy but isn't, and that is to take the hits and to be self-critical when things are going badly, or in the Chiefs' case, just fine, laxadaisically fine, kind of a lazy excellence that Kansas City's played with so far this year. Remember, I know they're three and one. I got it. But they lost a game they shouldn't have to a Detroit team that's fun and tough and interesting. But the Chiefs were really, I thought, the better squad in that opener. Just didn't play at the level they're supposed to. And Kansas City has lost two, or excuse me, one, two, one possession games to a Jags team that's been disappointing this year and to a Jets team that's just not very good. And then there's a blowout win against my Chicago Bears, who are, as we know, not very good, and that doesn't count for much. We're just going to move on from that topic. And in the margins here for Kansas City is a question. Is Kansas City the exact same team that rolls to AFC championships? They are the defending champs. Mahomes has won. I can't even keep track, but I believe it is two MVPs in his career, and they have won two of the last four Super Bowls. Are they that team as we have speculated and talked about and been frustrated by, and if you bet on the Chiefs to cover, you've lost money because of, are they that team who just aren't playing that interested and focused football because it's easy, it seems easy, and they don't have to go to whatever gear most teams do to win, or are there some concerns that you can see that are going to play out when the games get tougher, when the playoffs roll around? And Mahomes has taken the heat here a little bit for that. Chiefs are fine. They're ninth in the NFL in points per game at 25.3. Good, good, not extraordinary. There's different ways to measure drop passes over the course of a season. There's different numbers that are out there. Uh, We have a very intense statistical office here at CBS Sports Radio. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing operation. The CBS Sports Radio Statistical Operations and Calculations Department. It is Dcel. He is. It is pretty dead. He is the office, and he has gone deep into the machine to tell us that we can't give you the the, the number of drops because there's different numbers that are around, that are that are calculated. But it is the Chiefs who lead the league, which gets us to where Mahomes is stepping up. Those Mahomes receivers have been trash. All right. I'm going to say what's true. Mahomes is going to say what needs to be said and the kind of things I think resonate with football teams and with with teammates. They've been garbage. Justin Watson, he catches 163 yards on the season. Travis Kelsey, he of Taylor Swift and God help us all, cruel, cruel summer fall. We're going to get to more of that story later in in the show, which, by the way, a little source of tension for me and Tommy. Tommy's wearing Kelsey Swift shirts now with hearts around him, and I'm trying to tell him it's not real love. Whatever. We'll get to that later. Noah Gray, tight end, 8 catches, 113 yards. Sky Moore, 7 catches, 112 yards. You have a very mediocre receiving core for this Chiefs team. And they were able to get through it and not really have it impact them last year. That was the first year Tyree Kill was somewhere else. He was a Dolphin. But we've talked a lot on the show. We've made the joke that the Chiefs saw Bill Belichick's move last year not to have an offensive coordinator and said, hold my beer, we're going to try to win a bunch of games with no receivers. And it's a joke because it's been true. Because the receiving core for the Chiefs is not not dynamic. It has not been a game changer. There's been a lot of drops. It's been unimpressive. It's been frustrating. And while Kansas City has won, their natural lackadaisical play, especially early in seasons, combined with a, a lack of confidence in those receivers, for me and for a lot of people, and certainly in Kansas City, has created this idea, it's the receivers that are the problem. That if things go wrong, it's those guys who will be to blame. And I think it's significant, and Mahomes, the best stars understand the media and fans are going are gonna to follow what you do, they're going to criticize what you say, your words are going to get used against you, and by words get used against you, you're actually just going to have to bear the responsibility of when you're too candid. And guys like Mahomes are smart. Comes to the, mo- to the podium, comes to the microphone, message for you and me is really for his team that says, I got your back, when he says, no, no, no. It ain't the receivers. Whatever's gone wrong, that's been the problem. I and mean, I just haven't played very, very good to start the season. So I think if I start playing better, everybody will start playing better. I think you just have to go out there and keep, keep shooting it uh, down the field. Uh, I mean, that's, that's how I've always been wired. Um, you just come in every single day and, and work and try to continue to get better. Um, and uh, usually that stuff kind of figures itself out. And I've had I've had spots like this throughout my career where I've haven't had the best few weeks in, the, in a row. And so I have to make sure that I just can go back to the fundamentals. Um, and try to be better for the team and then rely on other guys to make plays. And I think that's somewhere where I can, I can be better It's just getting the ball out of my hand and letting these other guys make plays, kind of like what I did at the end of the game a little bit more. The stuff matters. Stuff matters. Tom Brady, especially in retrospect, when he went to Tampa Bay and we got a, a more candid view of who he actually was because it wasn't guarded by the now very ridiculous Patriot way, lock it all down, likable teammate. Took less money, member over the years. Did the little things. And I would imagine the big things behind the scenes to make the gears work off the field so they'd work on the field. Different example. We're going to hit this a little later in the show. And you've got to take Marshawn Lynch's word for this. But Marshawn Lynch dropped a pretty interesting nugget that in his time in Seattle, he didn't have Russell Wilson's phone number. That Russ blocked him blocked his number. Look, you don't have to like the people you work with, but you got to be able to at least be professional. Tom is just shaking his head like, "Yeah, that's a great point, Anders." "Tom, you can also like the people you work with. I'm not saying it, 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 you can do you can do both, pretty daddy." This is not a throwaway quote from Patrick Mahomes. It's a reminder that the best player on the face of the earth, the most impactful player in the National Football League, the guy that defines certainly the last four or five years and is probably going to define the next four or five or more is willing on a random Wednesday in an NFL season where the Chiefs are three and one and you could close your eyes and squint and see the world is perfectly aligned to what you're good at, that you're the Chiefs and you're fine. Mahomes is going out there with a message of, I got to be better. It's on me. He's trying to take the brunt of the criticism. And I love it. And there's, I guess a little bit of truth in this. If you just want to compare this season through four games last season, basically the same number of passing yards, about 1,106 last year, basically the same amount this year, 100 100 less. Completion percentage is is basically the same. It's a couple ticks lower. Completed two-thirds of his passes last year, 64.3% this year. And he's got eight touchdowns to, to four picks. He's tied for second interceptions, by the way. And that is a receiver problem. And Mahomes isn't right. It is the receivers when the guys are dropping balls, when you can't, Count on a Tyree kill to be explosive for you and make your life easier. You maybe start to force things. We've also had some interceptions that probably shouldn't have happened. Last year was 11 touchdowns and two picks. L- look, it is the receiving core. that It is the problem. It is a concern. I am interested to see how far in, the, in this season an NFL team can go with that novel approach of trying to be offensively impressive without receivers. It's what it kind of feels like. Mahomes taking the bullet. That is what it's about. That's what you're supposed to do. Now, now credit Kansas City. They've got the Vikings this weekend, which to me... Look, I know people feel differently about the Vikings than I do. This year, it's pretty easy to make the argument. I think Kirk Cousins is an illusion because they have not been able to play well over the course of this year. But at least on paper, that's a pretty easy game. In practice, we're going to see. We'll see what desperation creates for the Vikings. Mahomes knows that he has to do everything in his power to make this receiving core and this team feel confident, to feel like they're in this thing together, and to not take the brunt of the pressure and the criticism and the anger, especially in a market like Kansas City. Kansas City only has two teams, professional teams, with apologies to MLS, actual mainstream teams. One is the Royals. They're a disaster. The other is the Chiefs. I've lived there. I've covered this team. My kids were born there. I say this a lot, but I have a sense of that market. It is everything in Kansas City. It's not that different than than Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the sense that this is a huge and significant story in Kansas City. I'm not saying that the Jets aren't big in New York. They are, but trust me, they're talking about the Mets and the Yankees in those markets, too. I'm not saying the Rams aren't significant in L.A., but they are dwarfed by the Lakers and the Dodgers, especially right now with the Dodgers and all those sweeps and MLB's playoffs coming up. The Chiefs are the story of Kansas City. They are, at least from a sports sense, the pride of Kansas City, along with an amazing performing arts center, it really is one of the two cultural institutions that mean the most. And that means when things go badly, if you slip, and I'm not saying they're going to lose to the Vikings if they could. If they slip to 3-2, and two, there's going to be a chorus of anger and frustration and sports talk radio and fans and newspaper articles about why these receivers suck. And I love Mahomes getting ahead of it. That's what this is too. He's saying something to his guys. He's also getting ahead of it. So if things go badly, if they lose to the Vikings, if they win the next four games and then lose three in a row, at whatever point, and it happens in an NFL season, because every game's so significant, that the the chorus of praise turns to something a little darker for the Chiefs. Mahomes is setting himself up like a leader to take the hits, to put it on himself, to shift that in his direction. Big difference than blocking your teammates with your personal phone. Love it. Love this guy, man. And I know it's not... I know it's hard to quantify, but this is the stuff that matters. Guys want to follow people they like. They do. And people that have their backs. And that's Patrick Mahomes. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Look, I know we got a, um, I know we got a Thursday night football game. And I want to do some... Look, it's not a great game. And... I don't know if you're tired of me making jokes about my Bears. Because I tell you that I'm certainly tired of it. It's just it's a defense mechanism. And, and I'm not making fun of anybody who's overweight. That's really hard. But do you know how people that sometimes are overweight are the ones that make the most fat jokes? Or people that are really short make jokes about being short? That, that's kind of where I'm at. And Yes, I also make jokes about uh, ugly people because I'm ugly. But that's not what we're talking about right now. What I'm talking about is I make a lot of jokes about Chicago. Because it hurts me how, how atrocious they are. But they aren't Thursday Night Football. That is a significant game. They are playing a Commanders team that at 2-2, two and two, I think is... Look, they've lost two in a row, and I like Washington's fight at the start of the year, but they've got the Eagles and the Cowboys in their division. They're, they're not going to be very good. The game's in D.C. I know a lot of you think that Bears and Commanders isn't very interesting, but we have put together, I have put together, a rem- and this comes from the, the same Department of Institutional Research, and uh, what was it called? Propaganda, and I don't know, the D.C.L. runs. He changed pretty dead. He changes the name a lot. Here is... The definitive, and look, with all respect to Maggie and Perloff and Jim Rome and Zach Gelb and everybody else, no one's going to have this kind of analysis on tonight's Thursday Night Football game because this is what we do on Rider Than You. Yeah, we crushed it, man. We're so good at this job. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. So, So every day... Here on the show. Good morning, pretty daddy. I didn't, I didn't say hi to you. I got, right into, I got right into my home, so I was excited.
4: Good morning, Bill. Happy Friday, Junior, don't,
3: to you. Don't do it. Don't even do it. You know why? Because it's not a thing. Nobody likes it. You're the people's champ. Everybody sends me notes about how cool. Not last night, though, how cool you are. <laughs> But don't don't Friday don't Friday Junior this thing okay?
4: Why not, man? We're almost there. You're we're my guy.
3: Through the work week. Woo, pretty daddy. Um, we're gonna talk some Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift. We'll be the only radio show in America uh, to do that. That's gonna be great. Uh, apparently, there's a jet car that exists. There's an actual sort of Corvette that you can ride on the road and then you can take it into the into the water. And this happened in Miami. We're gonna talk about how that's a terrible idea. But this is. We call it the 20, right? Because around ten twenty, around seven twenty Pacific time, when this next segment starts, we'll try to think of different stuff that's going on. And sometimes I, I like talking about life and, and things that aren't necessarily sports and funny stuff. And Tom and I are pretty daddy. This is true. We're talking this morning. And you say, did you not get screamed at by anybody yesterday? Anything weird happened to you? And I go, right? No, man. Oh, well, something did happen. <laughs> is that right? 100%
4: yeah. accurate.
3: So let me give you a taste of utter awkwardness along with some great sports talk when we come back in a moment here on CBS Sports Radio. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way where you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And sometimes it's just a matter of talking things out so you can get a better understanding of what may be standing in your way even if that's you. You know we've all been through unpredictable times over the past few years, and it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. It's not. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And you just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com dot com slash writer it's writer like my last name r-e-i-t-e-r today to get 10% off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p slash writer your
2: fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too but when you finally decide to take care of you there's instacart just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings camera on while she's sneezing coughing and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same take it from us trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind instead get everything from tissues and teas to coughs of presents, and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special
5: When he's right, he's right.
3: Freaky Friday where, like, an adult <laughs> and a kid yes, bump yes. into each other and they yes. change bodies. I don't want to be in your body. I don't want to <laughs> be in your life.
4: I don't know that anyone does. You're listening
1: to Writer Than You with Bill Ryder.
3: This might be my favorite Tay-Tay song, by the way. It's really hard not to sing it right now, but you're welcome, America. She just swore, by the way. She said, Damn. You used to drop those. You used to be like, oh, I'm going to get fired. I'm edgy, man. I'm <laughs> You're edgy. you edgy. You've always been edgy. Pretty Daddy is edgy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Dude, sometimes i like, walk in my daughter's room and hear this. Okay, I'll be walking around with my iPhone, and it'll come on because it's on my phone. F- and I'll just – she is talented, bro.
4: There's no shame to rocking out to Tay-Tay.
3: I love me some Tay-Tay. All All right. <laughs> He's so full of crap. So, Travis Kelsey, you all know this, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. And not just a tight end. I, I think there's a case to be made, along with Tony Gonzalez, ironically, who, who played tight end for a long time for, for the Chiefs. I think there's a case to be made when he retires, Tom, that if he's not the best tight end of all time, he very well may be the best modern tight end, offensive tight end, in the history of the game. I mean, the guy's a, an automatic Hall of Famer. He's not just some dude. He's, he's an outstanding player. And he's dating Travis or dating Travis. He's dating Taylor Swift. Like, now I'm confusing their names. And you and I have disagreements on whether or not this is true love, which we'll get to in a little bit. I think The Princess Bride for me, but whatever. Like, we'll we'll. It's not Buttercup and you know, pirate guy. <laughs> but it's certainly been a game changer in terms of eyeballs and attention. And you can go through all the stats. Tay Tay has a movie coming out. It's one of her concerts. It's going to be. Put in movie theater. She did a direct deal with, I don't know if it was AMC or the other one, but she's going to make a whole bunch of money. Kelsey's podcast has had its subscriptions go way up. The NFL had its most watched game when she showed up. There are You can take bets on whether she's going to be in Minnesota to watch the Chiefs play the Vikings. I think she'll be there, Thomas. You know, it's either true love or fake true love, but whatever. She's probably going to show up. It's been a huge story in the NFL. I think it's kind of funny and cool. Had on their bios, right? Like they're, they're 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 nodding to the Swifties. Why not? We've come back with a Taylor Swift song four times in the last two weeks because of this story. So so, and I like Travis. I actually know him a little bit from interviewing him, and just from a distance he's likable. With his brother Jason Kelsey, who obviously plays with the Eagles, they have a popular podcast. But this is and this is why we play. You got to calm down. Give me a break, okay? This is the faux—that means fake—F A U X unfancy message that Kelsey's putting out there to the world now.
2: I think it's fun when they show uh, who all is at the game. You know, I think uh, I think it brings a little bit more
3: to the atmosphere. Brings a little bit more to to what you're watching. Um, but
1: at the same time, I think uh, they're overdoing it. They're they're overdoing it a little bit for sure, especially my situation. Right? I think they're they're just trying to have fun with it.
3: Yeah, they're overdoing it. Just over, I don't want people to talk about Tay-Tay and me. I'm dating Taylor Swift. If you missed it, I am Travis Kelsey. This is my podcast. I hope you subscribe and like, okay? Tay-Tay and I are dating. Please stop. It's is overdoing it. Don't focus on me and Tay. Give me a break. Give me a break. To- Look, whatever, man. I'm happy for him. Get your
4: likes, your no, subscriptions. No, you're not happy for him. You're not happy for him. I'm happy. That's faux happiness then. He's saying this. <laughs> He is saying this because yeah. the more that this gets hyped up, the more that everybody talks about it, the less chance for him and Tay-Tay to make it in terms of their romance. That's Dude, why. If she's this gets th- overhyped and overblown, the less chance that relationship has to succeed. If you ranked the
3: fame of her previous bows, previous... Why am I going... Cajun sound. I don't know what's... <laughs> if you can't pronounce the X, it's fancy. And I I lean into Fancy rider here. He, this guy is so not famous compared to the other people that she's dated. Whoa, whoa, that it whoa, basically whoa. is her dating a, an everyman.
4: It's not that he's not as famous. It's just a different world.
3: He's not as famous as Harry Styles or the guy who plays Loki or... I can't keep track of all her... You know, she dated some pretty famous people. She dated Loki? Oh, yeah. You remember this? They call it, like, Middleswift or... Swiftleton or something a few years ago, and it was real awkward. Seems like there's
4: a big age gap there, too. <laughs>
3: yeah, there's a bit of an age gap there. Uh, okay. Um, Tom Middleton, is that his name? No, it's not Tom. I call him Middleswift now. I can't even <laughs> remember his name. When I this mean, is done, and she breaks up with him, and she's off to something else, we're going to call him, you know, Taylor K- Kelsey for the rest of our lives. We're going to be able to get it right in our head. Why are you assuming they're breaking up? I don't understand what you have against this. I'm not against it. I just, look, if it's true love, let it be true love. But yeah, this, so stop the saying N- they're going to break up.
4: Let it be true love.
3: The NFL, okay, because you know what, buddy? I've been through a few of these heartbreaks. I've rooted for a few guys before Travis Kelsey, all right? This isn't my, my first rodeo in the Taylor Swift love arena, all right? You're just new to this. I've been a Swifty for a minute, and I've seen some of these guys get their hearts broken. All right, only one, Loki, but I was rooting for that guy because of the Marvel movies. To be fair. I don't know who half <laughs> these people are. Can we just... The NFL is a business. Their job is to, is to bring in eyeballs and attention. And if Taylor Swift fans and Swifties are and shockingly loyal, are going to buy a bunch of jerseys, which they've been doing, and buy a bunch of Kelsey jer- jerseys and go to games and watch games and drive the number up, the NFL would be negligent not to overdo. They haven't done enough yet. I've already told you... You got a who is it? Is it Usher? You got a scrap Usher. Usher, you're fired. Sorry, Cool Cool Summer. I I don't know enough. of that. You know, blank blank space in your heart and make make Tay Tay the Super Bowl halftime. She doesn't want to do it.
4: Act. It's a business. Lean into it. Twenty seven bajillion people watch Sunday night's game with the Chiefs and the Jets. And Bill, as you said, it's a business. The true football fans may have Taylor Swift fatigue, and they probably do. But the NFL knows that they have you. You're not turning off the game because they cut to Taylor Swift. They're introducing a whole new audience that wouldn't be watching the game if they weren't showing Taylor Swift. You could say all you want. Please stop showing Taylor Swift. Who cares? Who cares? You know who cares? The 27 bajillion people who watch the game. The NFL would not be doing their job if they didn't lean into it, and they're going to lean into it even more.
3: What are you going to do? You are Mr. Rom-Com, Tom. You're the guy that used to write whole sports takes based on high school plot lines that happened to you, right? <laughs> there was yesterday.
4: There wasn't much sports in it, to be fair.
3: No, there wasn't. What are you going to do? Will you admit that, that this is not true love if Tay-Tay pulls a classic high school move and breaks up with Travis Kelsey to date a quarterback.
4: But here's the thing, too.
3: She gets a taste of that NFL life and is like, this is great, but is that Aaron Rodgers guy single?
4: They've been hanging out. They've been going on dates for, I don't know, a month, a couple months, I don't know how long. Why are we putting pressure on it to be true love? Were you in love immediately with every girl you dated? I mean,
3: I kind of... Well, Laura and I were friends first, but I had a couple... I don't know if it was love at first sight, but you know, it like takes, I have...
4: to, to my point, it takes time. We don't all know right, if man.
3: they're in love yet, but all like man. why are we rooting against it is my point. I'm not rooting against it. My rooting interest, my desire for love to be real, doesn't mean every relationship I see is true love, all right? I, I don't even care, but you're just so like, this is real love, they're gonna get married, they're gonna have amazing kids. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Like I'm not trying to tell I'm trying to tell, tell you to slow down. You need to calm down.
4: Tay Tays had a rocky road. I want to see her happy. She's not What's had a rocky
3: road? road. She's she's a strong, powerful woman who's a billionaire. I understand
4: she's extremely successful, but her songs would suggest that she's taken some of these breakups rather hard. We
3: all take breakups hard. I
4: so I don't want to see that again. That's well, my point.
3: then don't date. It used to freak me out when I was younger. This is psychologically off by me. It used to freak me out when I'd be dating someone for a while, and I would realize... I'm either gonna break up, but we're gonna break up. or We're gonna get married. Those are the outcomes.
6: <laughs> you, know what went re- you know what
3: went, went really well? Three months in a relationship, being like, we're probably gonna end up breaking up. Why is that? I don't know. Because are we gonna get married? I'm 19. It went over great.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Way to stay calm and level-headed there.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm an empathetic <laughs> dude. Can I tell you? Well, first of all, this jet car. I saw this in Axios today. You, you don't read Axios, right? It's like a newsletter. There's a jet, is it called a, it's called a jet car, which is dumb. That would be in the sky. This is on the land of the water, but whatever. It basically looks like a Corvette. You ride it on the street. Some guy did this. They got, they got a photo of him. And then all of a sudden, he's in the bay. He's in the, the damn Biscayne Bay. They're in Miami in a car. And I don't think he has a life jacket on. What is This is not the Jetsons, okay? Like, what are we doing here? I would never get in a car that's also a boat. I'm going to send this
4: to you. Seems problematic, but nice call with the Jetsons That a very underrated animated show.
3: By the way, the Jetsons and the Flintstones are the same show. Just they're like time travel shows. Whoa, they're just, whoa, yeah, they're the whoa, same whoa, show. Whoa, it's really whoa, whoa. weird. Flintstones way better than the Jetsons. I don't like either of those shows. They're, I mean, they're fine. They're overrated. <sighs> oh, my goodness. The Flintstones, Flintstones
4: is overrated?
3: I mean, it's, I mean you're going to pedal your car with your feet? Why don't you just walk? Because that was the technology then so would you get in a car if you if, if somebody was listening to the show and they're like, "Oh, I make the jet car Tom can ride the Tom can commute across the water you can get in the jet car and come across you don't have to go through that that damn tunnel, the holland tunnel'
4: if you're no gonna commute if you're going to cut my commute in half, I'm listening to everything you have to say.
3: You're wearing a life jacket. Like, what if the car stops working? If it stops working on the road, it you, you pull the side of the road. If it stops working in the water, you better be a good swimmer. I'm not a good swimmer.
4: I'm not a great swimmer either.
3: All right, here's my quick awkward thing that happened yesterday. And I wanted to actually turn and say something, and I didn't. You ready for this?
4: You actually bit your tongue?
3: Yeah. Wow. So I went to a place called Little Fatty. I've been wanting to go here. Don't make any jokes about me. In a... <laughs> in LA.
4: I Didn't say anything.
3: Yeah, I walked up and they're like they're like sir, we don't have a reservation for you, but you belong here. We'll get you in little fatty. <laughs> little fatty's a great little spot. It's a Taiwan soul food, right? It was awesome and it also has great cocktails. And my buddy is running 20 minutes late cuz it's LA. So I, it's the last table. They sit me at the table. I'm it's very crowded, think LA New York style, right? You're on top of each other. There's a little space and then a table of four and there's four 24-year-olds. And they start laughing, and i kind of like, okay, well, that's cool. And they're looking at me, and I hear, like, oh, he's by himself. Oh, my gosh. They were put out. So it's two, two dudes directly to my right, and then a woman was across from me. Like, she, after, like, staring at me and making comments, that I can hear, because we're three feet, we're, we're a foot from each other about how I'm by myself and it's weird, she slid over. So she was further away from me like I was radioactive. At which point, <laughs> I wanted to turn and say, A, my buddy's coming, and B, what is wrong with you people? What if I was here by myself? And then I got real mad. They left before my friend showed up. So they're out there like that, loser. What's wrong with you? Who cares if I'm there by myself?
4: Me. I would do the same thing. I don't sit down until the people that I'm meeting are there for yeah, that well, reason. I want,
3: they're like, if you want the table, you should take it now. Do you want the table? Yes, I do.
4: I, I, I would not sit down. I would Order say there, drink. Was, there was no tables available. When to be fair, this place,
3: there. I didn't know they'd bring the food out immediately, so I ordered some egg rolls, and they showed up 23 seconds later. Like, oh, now I'm eating alone. I just thought, like, I'd time it, right?
4: Listen, I don't know if you want someone to lie to you and say I wouldn't judge you. I would absolutely judge you. I would do the but same exact thing.
3: You're not nice to human beings, though. That's,
4: I, that's true,
3: but I would do the daddy. same
4: exact thing if I saw you sitting there by and yourself. I just didn't
3: like the judgy vibe she and he were, uh, these this, this, this threesome were giving me.
4: Come on. I'd give off the same. You can't sit down by yourself. I go to meals by myself when I travel. I know. It's a reason, too. We, we've talked about this going to a movie. I would love oh, to go movies. to a movie by myself, but I don't want to get this, judged.
3: We had this talk three weeks ago where I was at a movie alone and a girl sat down, a 30 year old woman sat down, and, and, and he turned to her, she was the next to me and said, Are you okay? I'll be fine. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mug you in the movie theater.
4: When people see you by yourself, whether you're at a movie, whether you're at a restaurant, I like people going to start to alone. assume things. They do. It's human nature.
3: Yeah, nobody it's L.A. Nobody about admit you-
4: it, by the way. Oh, I would never judge you. Yes, you would. Yes, you would.
3: How about you just assume my buddy's stuck on the 405 like every other person that drives this restaurant?
4: No. That's, I mean, that, that's logical, sure. But what's the I fun didn't, in that?
3: I didn't love, though, going up to the very, very nice uh, gentleman who, who sat me and saying, hey, I've always wanted to come here. It's Little Fatty. Do you have a table? And he looked me up and down and said, we'll find you a table.
4: <laughs> we I don't, don't like have it. one right now, but we'll throw the people out. Let
3: me get a look. at <laughs> This place is called Little Fatty. I think we're required to let you in. All right. right, uh,
4: let's. <laughs> I mean, look, person. it was a judgy place anyway.
3: No, they were nice about it. They got me a table. Dude, the place is cool. Actually, if you ever came to L.A., I would take you to this place, and you would fit in about as well as you did at the cocktail spot in New York where the the fancy-schmancy-dressed guy with the with the tatted arms and the sprayed me with water. That guy did not like you.
4: So I've been told me going to L.A. would be even worse than me in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, multiple people have told me I would not fit in whatsoever. The, the
3: shirt you're wearing right now is straight out of Kirk Douglas falling down <laughs> 1994. I mean, it's... <laughs>
4: Thank you for that.
3: i mean, I had to get something in you. It's, but I, dude, I dig your, I, to quote the big Lebowski, I dig your style, man. Does it's it even, unique.
4: Qu- does it even quantify a style?
3: I mean, it has an alligator on it, and that's like pretty cool. <laughs> All right, I'm little fatty. You're the alligator. We should wait till we go out together and hang out in L.A. <laughs> you know, how some people get the keys of the city. I will be, I will just be banned from this. You, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Ryder. You, you can't actually come in the confines of the city. It was too much. Ever again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do NFL bets differently th- th- this week because I keep going 3-2 and two or 4-3. and three. I'm going to lean into someone who doesn't know what they're doing in order to get a little first-time luck magic. D-Cell, pretty daddy, is going to help me make bets I'm actually going to bet on, and you should probably go the opposite direction. NFL bets, bet Rider coming up on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update
1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
0: As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients.
3: Welcome back to Writer Than You. Let me ask you a question. Mike Trout's at the plate. There's an umpire. Strike three comes in. What happens if he goes,
4: you're Trout, for real? <laughs> <on>. What happens? <laughs> what do you mean what happens?
3: Do you think Mike Trout gets mad and he gets kicked out of the game? If he's like, he gets right
4: too. He stares him down. You're Trout. <laughs> he's so good, wouldn't it? <laughs> on
1: CBS Sports Radio.
3: By the way, that's from a month ago, and I still maintain he, that guy's season's been over forever. That's such a good idea. I know you made the rejoin to make fun of me, but what you're celebrating is my unique genius. Your unique being the key word there, genius being totally inaccurate. Your
4: trout. Be funny. You're right. I did make the rejoin to make fun of you. That would never happen. Nobody would ever say that. He doesn't strike out a lot, but he
3: does more than he used to. I mean, I would
4: say it. Oh, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that one. Bit. <laughs>
3: here's the thing nobody would hear it. So, like, he would just be, be one of those, like, wonder why Mike Trout's freaking out. I guess I didn't like the call. Look down the plate to me. Oh, he's been tossed. Wonder what happened. <laughs> Can you imagine Trout trying to explain that to the. Oh, here's what happened. He said you're Trout. And the umpire's like, no, I didn't. I think he just misheard me. He said, <laughs> no, he said you're Trout, like my name. It's brilliant. It's something, all right. Stream, whatever, pal. <laughs> Whatever, pal. Stream the NFL at Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast at the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get on the Zone AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get on the Zone AutoZone. Restrictions apply. All right, Tom. we got to come together. We've disagreed about Tay and uh, Travis. Tay-tay-tay, we have, we have uh, disappeared. I tried something new. It didn't work. We have disappeared about your trout. But I need you here, pal, because I am going to lean on you to make me some money in BetRider.
5: Oh! <laughs> Bill makes the tough picks so you can fade accordingly.
1: It's time for BetRider with Bill. You made
3: fun of me last week for betting on the Bears, but they covered, baby. They might be 0-4, but they're 1-1 for me against the spread. Uh, Ah, six-and-a-half point-ish underdogs for Chicago. Six in most places going to D.C. I don't usually bet Thursday night games, and the reality is never, 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 never bet on the away team, ever. I I like to bet on home dogs on Thursday night football. That isn't the situation. It's a pass for me unless you want to make some compelling, obnoxious case for why I should bet on my own Bears.
4: Uh, no, if you're going to bet on this game, you would be betting against the Bears. Yeah. You would never bet on the Bears in this game. I th- Six
3: and a half is too many. If Chicago were at home against Washington and they were, what would it then be? Four-point dogs, I would bet on Chicago. And I think I, I, I'm a bet on the home team on short weeks, but we're not going to do that. Buffalo hosting the Jags,
4: five and a half-point favorites. And don't forget, this game is in London. Oh, that's right. It adds a weird wrinkle, a weird dynamic to this game. Did did Jacksonville stay in London? I think they did, right? Yeah. Plus two. we don't know about Von Miller? He kind of hinted, maybe I'll be there, maybe I'll play. Not too sure, though.
3: You know what? I forgot. I kind of like Jacksonville. Is that crazy? Are you getting five and a half? I can get five and a half. Yes, I can get five and a
4: half. Is it weird we agree on that one? I like that as well. Look, I know that
3: recency bias says Buffalo just beat the living crap out of the Dolphins. Bet on Buffalo, but remember the week before, Dolph- the Dolphins had beaten the Broncos a hundred thousand to you know negative five or whatever the score was <laughs> seventy to ten. Was it seventy to ten?
6: 20 uh, twenty.
3: Seventy to 20 Hard to keep track of. I, I'm, I, I like I like Jacksonville in the game. I, I really do. Tennessee is a pick'em at Indy. They're both two and two. This is actually kind of an important mediocre game. I am tempted to to bet on Tennessee because I believe in Tennessee, but I'm probably gonna make it
4: a pass. I'm gonna go outside the box here on this one. <laughs> I'm getting the over under. What I'm looking at at 43. I think it's, this game's going under. You it like just like a low scoring, ugly, grinded out game,
3: 17 to 13 kind of game.
4: Yeah. Am I weird for thinking that?
0: No,
3: I li- I don't bet on the totals enough, and I I, I don't actually hate it. I. Is it weird that I love San Francisco minus three and a half, which is more than a field goal, hosting Dallas? I just don't believe in Dallas.
4: I'm so curious tomorrow when we get to ask our buddy, Mr. Costos, because he makes his own lines. He does his own math does. with this. This number feels low to me. It feels low. I expected more, so no, I am with you on this. Yeah,
3: I, I just I don't think Dallas is in that level and in that class. It's a, by the way, that, that, that Cowboys defense is exceptional. Maybe exceptional. They're certainly really good. And it's an interesting test for Brock Purdy. I I think he's going to pass it. I got to stop bet. So here's the thing: I actually would almost bet on Minnesota hosting on Sunday. The Chiefs getting five and a half because the Chiefs don't cover. They you know they're going to win this game by three or four. That's how they how they do it. I'm not betting on a Kirk Cousins straight pass for me, straight,
4: hard pass for me. Even after we hyped up Patrick Mahomes doing the right thing this week. I know he has no receivers. Nobody that he can depend on to catch the football. But taking ownership, taking accountability this week heading into this game. against a bad Minnesota team. It is what it is. They put up stats offensively. I know they got Justin Jefferson. They stink. They're not a good football team. They cough up the ball. They fumble constantly. I really love the Chiefs in this game.
3: You, I'm not doing it. I bet on the Chiefs all the time and I, I get burned. There is a terrible game that I want to watch again. It's sort of it is like Broncos Bears because it's Broncos hosting the Jets. The Broncos are one and a half point favorites. I'm not going to bet on it in part because it's at altitude, and in part because I don't know that I believe Zach Wilson can have two sort of good games in a row. Again, I'm not going to fall into recency bias. But it's a funny game to assess because both these teams are, are, are trash.
4: The only thing interesting about this game is is what will Sean Payton make fun of about Zach Wilson in the postgame presser because he likes to make fun of everybody. He likes to make fun of Nathaniel Hackett. He likes to make fun of Justin Fields for his shortcomings in the pocket. Like, what's he going to say about Hackett? And what's he going to say about Zach Wilson? I don't know that Nathaniel Hackett's going to say anything. About, every, all the questions will be. What is Hackett's offense going to do? What is... What... How are you yep. going to scheme against Hackett? Since you made fun of him before the season even started, saying it was the worst coaching job... What can he do? He's got Zach Wilson. That's the part that's disappointing. If he had Aaron Rodgers... Oh. They All would the money on the Jets. They would shove it in yeah.
3: Peyton's face. If they had a healthy Aaron Rodgers, they would win by 28 points. I, I mean, it could be 10 and a half, and I would comfortably have bet on the Jets, but they don't. Um... It's a pass for me. I am going to bet on the Rams getting four and a half, hosting the Eagles. I think the Eagles are inconsistent. I think the Rams are sneaky capable. I I think that can be a close game.
4: I like that. I like that because the Rams have been competitive this season. And yep. uh, this is from me. Apologies to Sean McVay and, and the whole Rams team. I thought they were going to be bad, bad this year. And they're 2-2. They're two and two, And they've been competitive in all four games.
3: Uh, I'm on Miami minus ten and a half against the Giants. Hosting the Giants, I know that's I don't usually bet those kind of lines, but we've seen Miami's willingness to run up the score. The Giants are a debacle, a mess. I do think Vic Fangio is outstanding at what he does, and I'm waiting on the Dolphins to kind of get right defensively. This is the kind of game where just based on scheme and who you're playing, if you're Fangio, you can have a performance that basically kickstarts your 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 squad, your defensive squad, self confidence. I like them to destroy New York.
4: Bad time for the Giants to be playing the Dolphins. Coming off a loss, and the right. Giants just cannot score points. you got the head coach, Brian Dayball, throwing his tablet at, at quarterback Daniel Jones. Miami's coming off a loss in which I guess the Bills are the best team in the AFC East right now. So, yeah, bad, bad timing for for New York.
3: Talk me through this one. I'm, I'm half tempted to, 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 to bet on a bad Steelers team, but they're 2-2. Two Mike Tomlin's never been under 500. They are three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the Ravens. Now, I'm probably wrong on Baltimore, but I just haven't been huge believers this year that that they're elite. I do think that there's a world where Pittsburgh makes Lamar Jackson pay for what has been, I think, some inconsistent play at times. I'm not there yet, but do you want to talk me into betting on the Steelers or talk me out? You get to pick a game. You pick the next game.
4: I would talk you out of betting the Steelers. I'm really down on Pittsburgh especially this week. I believed Mike Tomlin when he said big changes were coming. I didn't know that that, you know, necessarily meant like hey, we're going to fire Matt Canada, the OC. But so far the changes have been we're going to practice in pads earlier That's in the bad. week. So it sounds really hollow. This offense is ugly. Kenny Pickett is dealing with a knee issue. It sounds like he's going to play. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be able to score points.
3: All right, we've got a pick between Indy and Tennessee. You're picking the last game for me. You're on the hook here. Atlanta minus one-and-a-half hosts in Houston. Detroit, eight-and-a-half point favorites at home against an 0-4 Carolina team. You like that game.
4: Dan Cable has gotten through to me, man. That guy, I would run through a brick wall for him. They're playing a winless Carolina team at home. It's a giant number. I got it. Carolina cannot stop Detroit. Take Detroit. All right. So we're going to do
3: Jacksonville getting five and a half at Buffalo. But remember, that game is in London. So it's really neutral site. And they've been there and they've played there a lot over the years. We're on. This is the pretty daddy pick. Don't forget on Monday, we're going to assess you either way. Detroit, eight and a half point. Oh, I hate it so much. Eight and a half point favorites against Carolina. That's a lot of points. But I said, hold my beer because I'm going to go Miami getting ten and a half against the New York Giants. That game is. In Miami, I like we got some home teams in this thing. We're on the Rams getting four and a half at home against an undefeated and very, very talented Eagles team. And we think San Francisco, or at least I do, four and zero are going to be better than a field goal. Three and a half actually is the number as favorites hosting Dallas. We have all home teams this week and one neutral side team. I usually do away dogs, which is why I lose a lot.
4: I haven't felt this good about, about your five picks. I feel, feel great this week.
3: I've gone 3 and 2, which isn't terrible. I've gone 3 and 2 every single week so far, all 3 weeks. I'm
4: feeling Not bad. 4 4 and 1 or 5 and 0 oh this week. Oh, you're calling your shot. Well, you never know what happens in the London, the London Games. Yeah, those are weird. Do you wake up for that? Yeah, I
3: mean, I, it's six, I will for this one. It's oh,
4: 10:30 your time. 9:30 my time. 9:30 my time. 6:30 my time. Yeah, that's that's pretty early. That's pretty early. But I
3: might get up for this one because I actually think it's a really interesting game. And I, this is the kind of game where Jacksonville can salvage its season. Let's talk some baseball. Long ball. We got a bunch. That's a Tommyism right there. That's a pretty daddyism. We got a bunch of sweeps. New series are about to take place. The best teams in baseball are ready to rock and roll. And Rob Dibble, our friend, is going to talk to us about all of that and more next here on CBS Sports Radio.
5: good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice
1: and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven